Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> You know very well who you are Don't let them hold you down Free for the stars You had a goal, but not that many Cause you're the only one I'll give you good
you know, partake and inhale and intake all of that wonderful history because I know that I do, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, so because of the, uh, due to the inauguration, we will not have a show next week, but we are going to have, you know, a jam-packed show for you tonight, great lineup for you, as always. Tonight, my show's return, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, back in full effect. Thought I had missed it last week, but I didn't, so... Happy to say that they shall return tonight. All right. And uh, let's see. I think that's about it. I don't have any questions for you tonight, but, hey, you never know. Something might come across my mind, and if it does, I will share it with you. But let's go ahead and get to the rundown here. So tonight, what are we talking about? So they say they wouldn't have a head coach on the sideline. Cleveland Brown said no problem. Yes, Super Wild Card Weekend Recap. It is in the books, and it did not disappoint. So then we will talk about the upcoming Divisional Weekend, what games we are looking forward to. Uh, we will do a quick recap of Week 17, you know, with the show that we did last week. It was a um, an, abrupt, um, an interrupted show, I should say, um, just because of everything that was going on. And, you know, I posed to the ladies, and we just felt like, Things that were going on um, were just, you know, a little bit too um, important uh, to not to discuss. So I will do a quick recap of uh, Week 17 just for those teams, you know, teams such as mine who are no longer in the playoffs, okay? So just a quick recap. But, um, of course, we will move on to Wild Card Weekend, Divisional Weekend, um, news tonight in the NBA world, uh, Houston, let's see, Houston Texans. Will they be moving on from their franchise player? But the Houston Rockets, they have moved on. So we will talk about that. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. You already know another jam-packed show, as we always do. So we will go ahead and jump into our first break. Breaks tonight, they do have some rhyme and reason. We are celebrating a, a birthday boy. And then just some... You know, feel good music. Uh, like I said, didn't have a show over the holidays. Show was abrupt uh, or interrupted last week. So some of the music um, we're hearing tonight is just a tribute uh, for a fallen, uh, one of my favorite uh, rap artists that um, we lost over the holidays. All right? So hopefully some feel good music for you. I hope you'll enjoy it and be entertained. Are you not entertained? Well, hopefully you will be. <laughs> It's your girl, TJ, LL Sports 2. We'll be right back after the break. Don't play. Strong competition, that's my hobby and job. I don't 
make sure to give us a call if you want to chime in, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call. Make sure that you press the number one, and we'll bring you right on in. All right? Well, your girl is flying solo tonight, all right? So I hope that y'all enjoy hearing my voice and hearing conversations. You know, I I love to have a conversation. I can have a great conversation in my head, okay? So unless you want to hear me talk to myself all night, then y'all call me up, 347-826-7924. That's the number to dial. All right, so as I mentioned before the break, I um, do want to go over just a few of the Week 17 um, scores. You know, not all of us made it to the playoffs, so, you know, don't be that way. Don't be that way, people. You know, some of us will not be talking about our teams until next uh, September. It was a day in September. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. Wednesday nights, they just do something for me. Shout out to my mommy, Denise Green, holding down that timeline. Brad Dash, I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, if I don't see you when you when your name pops up, don't please don't hold it against me because, uh, like I said, I'm trying out a new angle on my phone tonight, and I don't want to mess anything up, okay? So, shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, week 17 recap. Just for our, basically, I want to do um, our teams because really, who else would I want to talk about? So I'll go ahead and start with the Falcons. They, you know, um, let matter of fact, let's let's get down here to it. Get down on it. Yeah, the Falcons. They fell to the Bucks. Bucks are in the playoffs. Um, 27-44. You know, just a pretty uh, pedestrian. Once again, for the Falcons, so big question is what uh, moves will the Falcons be making? They've already gotten rid of their head coach. Remember, they got rid of Dan Quinn um, five games into the season, and so they are now um, in search of a of a head coach. Um, they say that our defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, has been mentioned. I don't know. I do believe that he came down, or I'm sorry, he interviewed, had the first round of interviews with the Falcons. But I believe that, and this could be just wishful thinking. Matter of fact, let me just wait to hold on to that when I talk about my, my 49ers. But, again, Falcons, they end their, end their season with a loss to the Bucks. Bucks heading to the playoffs. Um, and Falcons in search of a new head coach, all right? And then my 49ers, we fell barely, though, to the Seahawks, almost pulled it off, but nobody really ex- – no real high expectations because we knew that we were not going to the playoffs. But, again, we lost to the Seahawks 26-23. Uh, Seahawks did make it to the to the playoffs, <laughs> but one and done. Would you rather make it to the playoffs and be one and done or just go ahead and sit at home after week 17, me personally, might as well just go ahead and sit on week 17. Easier said than done because that's what my team did. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, uh, for my 49ers, we are – we have the prospect or, or, you know, the possibility of losing our defensive coordinator. I really wish that we could do some type of, I don't know, GoFundMe page or some type of petition to keep Robert Sala in um, – with the 49ers, we just have work that is undone. So I, I really do not want to see him leave. I know that head coaching opportunities, um, they come by, you know, not every year. Um, so if there's really, if that's really a passion of his that he wants to be a head coach. But, I mean, really, the the, the, the 
positions that are available. And the one thing that I'm kind of hoping or trying to hang my hat on is that a lot of the positions that are open, they should be for offensive-minded coaches or coaches that are really wanting to build around or uplift the quarterback and really concentrate on the offensive side of the ball. And that is not Robert Sala. He's a defensive man. So why would you want to get a defensive-minded coach when your, when your strengths need to be focused on your offense? Could just be me. I'm talking out loud, and I may not be making any sense. But to me, it sounds plausible, sounds feasible. Sounds like a good good plan to try to strategize um, around. So again, I'm just hoping that none of these <laughs> none of these teams want a defensive minded coach. But if you want somebody who's going to you know change the the culture, um, I definitely think that Robert Sala is a coach, um, a players coach, and you know he's young enough to be in, innovative. Um, but I think he has you know like that those old school values, and he loves to you know just punch you in the mouth. So, again, I just hope that he feels like there is work undone with the 49ers and he will not leave. And I just hope that none of the the uh, head coaching positions that are open are just so exciting for him that he really has to take them. I know that the Jets called him in for a second interview. Really hope he does not go to the Jets because they just need an overhaul from the top down. And I don't want him to get caught in that carousel and get on that carousel and then two or three years he's going to be gone just like Adam Gates. So um, I don't know, 49er fans, what can we do to keep Robert Sala in the Bay? I don't know. Ari, thank you so much for tuning in. Shaquem Williams, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Let's see. Is that Adrian? Idris, I see, I see you. Thank you so much. Greg Giles, Tony Maddox, Brad Dash, thank you so much. I'm trying to say all these names real quick so that they don't go away on my screen, so I apologize. Idris, thank you so much. All right. And um, so, yeah, so y'all hit me up. What do y'all think we should do as far as trying to keep Robert Sala in the Bay? 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to your girl tonight. So I just mentioned it. Um, we had, you know, Black Monday. So the coaching uh, carousels that are nobody still, nobody has hired a head coach as of yet. So um, all of them are still open. So the L.A. Chargers, Anthony Lynn, um, they fired him after four seasons. Jacksonville Jaguars, they fired their coach Doug Marone. Um, he was there. Uh, they actually had the their NFL worst um, season this year. And he took over in 2016, so uh, they went, what, 1-16 and 16 this year. Uh, the New York Jets, they fired their coach, Adam Gase, after only two seasons. He was 9 of 23, and he went 2-14 and 14 this season. Uh, we know that the Detroit Lions, they let go of Matt Patricia. That was after the Thanksgiving game. Atlanta Falcons, as I just mentioned, they fired Dan Quinn after uh, five games this season, and they got rid of the GM, Thomas Dimitrov. The Houston Texans, they fired their head coach, Bill O'Brien the first part of the season and then the last one to go Philadelphia Eagles they fired Doug Peterson after five seasons and after bringing that franchise their one and only Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl 52 so y'all hit me up what do you think was that too premature letting Doug Peterson go after this season I do see the um, uh, maybe the 
the reason why. Um, they're saying that if he possibly lost the locker room after his decision to just kind of throw in the towel in Week 17, um, we all know that the winner of the NFC East came down to Week 17. The Giants and the Cowboys, they played whoever won that game, and if Washington would have lost – that would have been the winner of the NFC East. So the Giants won that game, and uh, Doug Peterson felt in the fourth quarter that he needed to take out <laughs> Jalen Hurts and put in his third-string quarterback just to see how he would he would um, fare in a you know I guess playoff situation when the stakes are high. How would his quarterback do? And of course, they lost. Really, what did you think was going to happen? So was it the animosity of not wanting the Giants to make it to the playoffs? Is that what was the reasoning? Because the Philadelphia Eagles had no shot in going. So, you know, they said that, um, me personally, bad decision. I definitely think that uh, there would have been some repercussions maybe in the locker room, maybe coming down from the front office. We all know that the uh, relationship between uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. It's been reported that that was not a, a successful, cohesive relationship. So is it that the upper management is taking the side of the quarterback because you did pay him all this money, but he has, one, never played a full season for you, hasn't been healthy for a full season for you, and this season, yes, he did not go out on injury, but he was benched because his play was horrific. So if you're hanging your hat on a quarterback that is yet to bring you a title, has yet to fulfill a full 17-week season, I don't know if that, that decision, decision might come uh, to bite them in the, in the behind, okay? But y'all hit me up. Should they have let go of Doug Peterson in Philadelphia? Me personally, I think it was too premature. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight on LL Sports 2. Let's see, anybody, I think somebody just joined us again. Keisha, what's going on, lady? Thank y'all so much for tuning into the show tonight. Chris, thank y'all so much for tuning into the show. All right, so we have, um, I'll just go over the top ten draft uh, positions. So as I just mentioned, the Jaguars, they will be picking one over, picking uh, number one overall. They had a 1-15 record. Jets picking second. Dolphins, now they um, did have a winning record but their pick is via the Texans with that um, trade, uh, what was it, Jerry Tinsel, Larry Tinsel, I'm sorry. Um, so the Dolphins will be picking third. Uh, the Falcons will be picking fourth. They went 4-12. Four Bengals went 4-11-1. They'll be picking fifth. The Eagles, 4-11-1, picking sixth. The Lions, they'll be picking seventh with a record of 5-11. and 11. Panthers, uh, as a matter of fact, all uh, records 7-8, um, Seven, eight, nine. Let's see. Seven, eight, nine. Yes, they are all five and eleven. So seven. Um, the Lions, Panthers are eight. Broncos are ninth. And rounding out the top ten will be the Cowboys, who went six and ten. All right. Forty ers They will be picking twelfth uh, overall. We also had a record of six and two. All right. So that is uh, enough of the recap from previous weeks let it get to it week 18 super wild card weekend did you watch what game were you looking most forward to what game did you think was going to be most competitive i thought they all would be minus the saints and bears game i really thought that the Sears, um, the saints were going to kind of blow out the the bears but the bears kept it competitive for the first three quarters. But let's get to it, and we will do the recap. Saturday games, Colts, 
Bills, Phillip Rivers, 27 to 46, 309 yards, two touchdowns. Taylor had 21 rushes for 78 yards and a touchdown. Dole, seven receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. And Pittman, five receptions for 90 yards. Buffalo, though, Josh Allen. Talk about it. He is um, should have been in the running for MVP this year because he did put up an MVP season. He was 26 of 35, 324 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. This was the Bills' first playoff victory since 1995. Yes, can you believe it? And this was their first time hosting um, the playoffs in over – what, 19, 20 years. So shout-out to the Buffalo Bills. And for uh, Bills uh, Mafia, they were able to attend, I think it was 6,700. I think that was the uh, number for the Bills. Um, and uh, who else was it? Um, hmm. Another team? No, I think it was the, the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, uh, because they, this was their first time hosting um, in the playoffs. So, yeah, they had 6,700 fans that were able to come there and enjoy that first playoff win that they squeaked by. Can we say the Colts gave it everything that they had, but the Bills did pull it out 27-24. What were the Colts thinking, though? I mean, if you were going to go for the Hail Mary to end the game, you should have just done that in on down one or at least down two. But they went three downs did not accomplish anything. And is this Phillip Rivers? Will this be the last time that we see Phillip Rivers behind center? Should this be the last time we see Phillip Rivers uh, behind center? You know, you can say a lot for, um, you know, consistency. You can say a lot for, um, you know, just his longevity in the game, Um, him being, you know, a seasoned vet. But that arm, the arm strength, in the words of NSYNC, Gone. Boy is gone. Okay. Um, yeah, Phillip Rivers, if this isn't his last year, the Colts really need to they need to start focusing on who his um, you know, successor is going to be because he's not going to be in the league too much longer, um, if he does not call it quits um, at the end of this year. And I think he's saying that he wants to do like some coaching, some high school coaching, little league coaching as well. So we'll just have to see. But he's, you know, he's he's given the given the game a lot. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you just have to, in the words of uh, that country song, "Know when to hold and know when to fold." And okay, that's all I know. All right. <laughs> so, but the Buffalo Bills, like I said, they will be moving on. All right. All right, so then we had the second uh, Saturday game. That was the Rams and the Seahawks. Let me tell you something. Divisional matchups are always the hardest to pick, especially in the playoffs. I've said it time and time again. It is hard to beat a team twice in one season, let alone we're going to get to this in the, uh, later on in the, in the wild card uh, matchups, but especially if you've beaten a team twice in the regular season, it's really hard to beat them three times. But for the Seahawks and the Rams, they did split this year. So, like I said, it's hard to call the divisional game in the playoffs. But the Rams, they pulled it off, beating the Seahawks in Seattle 32-20. And it was, you know, it was a toss-up from the beginning because we all know that the um, the Rams, they had their uh, second-string quarterback in, Wolford, because – their first-string quarterback, Jared Goff, had surgery only 12 days before the game on Saturday. What happens? Wolford gets hit um, with a stinger. It was a 
legal play. When you saw it first, you know, when he saw it live, it did look like, um, um, ah, I'm drawing a blank, defensive player for the Seahawks. Um, well, I want to say Ramsey. I'm thinking of Ramsey for the Rams, but um, he'll come to me. But when he hit them, when he hit him, it, it looked like it was a uh, helmet, you know, a helmet-to-helmet hit. But it wasn't. He led with his shoulder and just kind of got him in the neck. So it was, it was basically a stinger. But Wilford did have to go out and um, Adams. That's it, Adams. First name will come to me. But Jamal Adams, that's it. So um, Jamal Adams hit him with the, with the shoulder, but like I said, Wofford was out. And I was one of my best friends, he is a Rams fan, and so he was like, oh, man. There we go. He was really looking forward to see what uh, Walford could do because he's a more mobile quarterback than Goff. And when you see both of them play in the same game, you can definitely see where Goff is a little bit more um, limited to the pocket. He's not as versatile as the backup. But Goff did it. He was only 9 of 19, 155 yards, a touchdown. Akers had 28 rushes for 131 yards and a touchdown. And Cooper Cup, four receptions for 78 yards. But, again, the Rams' defense, they hung their hat on their defense in this game, and they took it to the Seattle Seahawks. Wilson was 11 of 27, only 174 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Carson, 16 rushes for 77 yards. D.K. Metcalf, five receptions, 96 yards. He did have two touchdowns, but he also had a melting session on the sidelines. And the one thing about not having fans in the stand this season, everybody can hear when people are celebrating, everybody can hear when people are on the sidelines complaining. And what happened? D.K. Metcalf went to the sidelines, throwing helmets, you know, fussing, cussing, t- complaining about him not getting the ball. Then what happens? You try to force it. And on that first force of Wilson trying to get Metcalf the ball, Rams intercept the ball, take it to the house for a pick six. So, you know, sometimes you just have to you have to keep that – kind of in you want to keep it in the house as much as you can when there are no fans that you know everybody can hear um you complaining on the sidelines but again um Seattle they just there's just certain teams that have your number um and I believe that the Rams Seahawks match up the Rams they too they do tend to um, play the Seahawks very well regardless of they are if they are in LA or in Seattle all right 3478267924 that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight all right and your girl flying solo here for a minute but i think one of the ladies is going to be joining me here just in a second all right let's go ahead and Excuse me, get through the Saturday games. So Saturday night wrapped up with the Buccaneers and the Washington football team. This one was pretty close towards the beginning. I don't know if the Buccaneers just kind of were jet lagged or what, but they kicked it into gear, beating the Washington football team 31-23. Brady, 22 of 40, 381 yards, two touchdowns. Fournette, 19 rushes, 93 yards, and a touchdown. But for Washington, their backup quarterback came in, um, what is it? Heineke, 26 of 44, 306 yards, had a touchdown and an interception, also had six rushes for 46 yards uh, with a rushing touchdown. But, um, you know, just Buccaneers just too much for the Washington football team. But, like I said, they did put up a valiant fight. Um, 
in this game. They didn't. They went down swinging. So shout out to the Washington football team. And you know, just a feel good story all the way around with Ron Rivera beating his cancer. You know, this this year and uh, having the Washington football team with everything that they went through in the off season, the changing of the name, all of that. You know, controversy and everything, and they really put it, put a solid, um, you know, solid team together towards the end, and were able to win their division. Um, but again, I think it just shows why it's not fair for a losing team to be able to host a uh, playoff game when you have a losing record. But if you are that team, and if you are, you know, the team that we thought you to be, shouldn't matter where you play. Um, you know, you should always be able to get the win, and the Buccaneers did just that. All right, let's see here. Who do we have? Anybody tuning in? Brian, what's going on? Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. Let's see. Sasha says, classic, that game was great. I'm so sorry, I, I didn't. I don't know exactly which one you're talking about, but they all were pretty good. Um Good this weekend, though. All right. Uh Uh-uh. She said, my mom says, please, TJ, don't sing. Okay, I was getting in a roll, though. All right. Kevin, what's going on with you? Kevin says, why people sleep on the Rams? They have the number one defense in the league. Kevin, I'm telling you, I picked the Rams to win. Don't know if I'll be picking them this week, though. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Let me go ahead and bring in the other half here. We got a dynamic duo. Oh, what happened here? Got to go to the studio. Bam. Okay, hold on. Not let me bring you in. Good evening, here we go. dynamic duo in the house. Ain't Lou. Hello, darling. Good evening. How you doing? And wonderful. How are you? Fine Wednesday evening. I'm doing fine. I apologize for the lateness. I was on a Zoom call that was supposed to end at 5 because I told them I had a show, and we didn't get out of there at 5.20. Oh, my goodness, but I'm here. Ain't Lou's here. Right. You are always right on time. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I heard you talking about my Seahawks. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I got to read about them tonight. I I wrote about them. (laughs) Well, we just went over the Saturday game, so go ahead, uh, you know, Talk about, you know, your thoughts of the game. What, what do you think happened? And, um, well, first, what do you think happened? Why, why do you think you guys lost the game? Well, uh, what happened was we lost. That was a big capital L, capital O, capital S, capital T. Um, I don't know if we was overconfident or what, but it's just we didn't play worth a dime because we was behind the whole game. The Rams just, um, I think two weeks ago when we beat them and we clinched the, um, the, the, the you know, the division title, I think mm-hmm. that kind of, it didn't sit right with those boys. And so they just came and they just surprised us, and they did everything that they could to stop us, and they did stop us. I have no excuses for them. They just lost. We lost because we didn't play like we should have. They didn't defend Russell. Polar Russell, I felt sorry for him. Um and, you know, and the defense was sketchy, edgy. I'm talking about ours. I mean, the Rams' defense was just on on the pocket. And then golf, you would have never known he had something wrong with his thumb because the way he was throwing those balls. I mean, it was it was a good, it was a great game, but it's just that they dominated the entire game. Yeah, it it definitely was. It was a good game. I, I don't know about that golf throwing some good passes, thing, Lou, because towards the beginning of the, when he first came in, 
I was like, oh, we. I had, you know, I, I was the only one who picked the Rams to win. Real quick, uh, Berg, shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And your coach, they did what they could. But I want to ask you, Bird, is it time for Phillip Rivers to go? And if so, what quarterback would you like to see behind center? And um, Aunt Lou, Kevin says that Jalen Ramsey had DK in the witness protection program. They said DK was MIA. Missing in action. Metcalf was missing? Well, Jalen Ramsey had him. He, he did have him on uh, on lockdown. Yeah, they it. had him on lockdown. They had a uh, locket, locket wasn't in the pocket, and and poor little Russell was just every time you looked up, they was beat, they was hitting him. I know he probably was in so much pain. I mean, what's that boy's name that kept hitting him? I just wanted to punch him in his face. I just wanted to just fuck him. Aaron Donald or Fowler? It, it was two of them coming at him. I mean, it, no, it was, that's what Aaron is. It Aaron McDonald, the, the McDonald, so Donald, Aaron Donald. Yeah, I wanted to just punch him because he was just every time he did it, he just started doing a dance or a jig. Oh, I just wanted to play. I wanted to just be one of those players that night. Donald is. I'm telling you that that Rams defense, it is the truth. And honestly, it's, that is it's bad, DJ. It's deadly. It's just bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I had more faith in the Rams defense than I did in the Seattle offense. That's that's the reason why I picked the Rams. But um, but I knew it was going to be a good game. And like I said, when when Wolford went out at the beginning, I was a little worried because like I said, Jared Goff had just had thumb surgery twelve days prior, so you knew he wasn't going to be as effective as he should have been, or definitely could have been with a little bit more rest and and healing. But he came in there, and like I said, the defense, they they picked up slack. But the running back, um, Akers, he was on point, and yeah, it, it was just, it was a really good game. It really was. Yeah. It was a, it, a good their entire uh, what happened. Their entire team stepped up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, but the defense was just was was the ticket. Their defense, and then yeah. plus them scoring because you know thirty. Well, you know they was kind of held at. Thirty is not a lot. You know, thirty nor twenty. So the, so our defense was doing it. P, a little something, PP, I guess, a little bit, but um, but theirs, you know, they held us, and and but but it's just that in uh, um, the, the offense, like I said, but they were throwing and doing what they needed to do, but they kept trapping us, and we we couldn't score like we should have, you know. But then they would pull away little by little. But like I said, they they just did a phenomenal job. I can't even make no excuses. There's no excuse. There's no excuse, TJ. We just lost. But but the boys came and they was focused and they came and beat us on our ground. That's saying a lot right there. That is. Shout out to Saint Karen in the house, side time representing three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Uh, it is the dynamic duo. Hey Luke, TJ holding down the fort. So hey Luke, what's, what if I if I pose this question to you? Uh, do you think that the fact that the Seahawks um, gave Russell Wilson his payday, but haven't really surrounded him with. Um, well, I can't say that they haven't surrounded him with uh, with weapons, but on the defensive side of the ball, you know, you, the Seahawks were really able to hang their hat. Remember when you guys had the Legion of Boom? But it seems like the defense has been um, not so much of a focal point. You think that that is coming back to bite the Seahawks? Um, you know, with this loss in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, because we out now. You can't come back. Cause it's, you, win, you either you win or you, you go home. Um, 
I, I think that uh, they just didn't step up. They, they don't step up to, to, to the games that they, that they really need to win. You know what I mean? I would have wouldn't have had no problem with them losing to a, another team, you know, a team that wasn't as great. But it's like the Rams, come on. When you get to the uh, division around, I mean, I'm sorry, the wild card, it's, it's no more, you know, I'm going to win. If I lose tonight, I can come back. You can't come back. And I just think that, that our players, you know, the ones that they brought in, the new ones, because uh, I, I can't even think of this other guy's name. He's he was he's been really doing playing well, like the last two or three games as well before we got eliminated. But um, none of them stepped up to the plate when we needed them to, you know. And see, uh, my thing is, if somebody has got your card and they got your number and they know that, that you're gonna move to the left or to the right, you need to switch up stuff. You know what I mean? And I think the Seahawks, they not they not a uh, versatile like that they're not you know you look at some teams it's like they, you never know what they're going to do from from game to game because they got sense enough to know that uh every team you play you you got to play them differently you know what i mean you can't play everybody the same way and not only that you can't do the same thing that you always do and and russell just doesn't have the backup that he needs he doesn't have the support that he needs I mean, even though he's making the money and stuff but he can't do it by himself and so they just don't support him they always late uh, you know and he always getting sacked and stuff. And then, like I said, Metcalf, none of them stepped up at this, with this last game. I mean, I wasn't impressed with none of them. Well, like I said, I think the Rams, as I mentioned, you know, there's just certain teams that they just have your number. And I think when it comes to the Rams, when you're able to take away your your most lethal weapon, as in D.K. Metcalf, I mean, mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, he has shut Metcalf down every time that they played. That one, what, 40-yard route play that Metcalf was able to get, the one person that was missing out of that screen was Jalen Ramsey. So um, but then that was, you know, that was a play that, that kind of broke down. But still, um, you know, it's like you have to wonder what will be the, the, the focal point or what will the, the Seahawks um, try to, what will they address first? Um, in this off season, because I personally think that they have been putting a lot of, I don't want to say responsibility, but a lot of expectations on Russell, and it's like he can't do it by himself. You know, no, like you guys were very balanced at one. Well, I don't want to say balanced, balanced, but your defense was able to pick up a lot of the slack, but your offense was also able to put points on the board. When y'all had Marshawn Lynch. You could run the ball down people's throats, take time off the clock, and then your defense would stop people, you know, from scoring. So I think I would say that's a balanced attack. But right now it just seems like they're putting a lot of the emphasis on Russell Wilson, and I think that's, you know, it's just And he's doing a lot, DJ. He's passing the ball to them, and, you know, he's, he's throwing his, his arm is just strong. I mean, he can throw from one side of the field to the other, you know what I mean? But it's like, but 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 let me be able to throw, but not not be getting a sack left and right, and you know, and, and people hitting them all in the face and stuff, you know, and y'all not uh, you know protecting me when I need to be protected. And then he's running and you know running and, and trying to get first downs when he when he don't have anyone where to throw the ball, you know what I mean? And it's just like I mean he does a lot, but but he needs them to step up. The offense really needs to step up more, I believe. And um yeah. and then and the defense need to the defense get need to get fast. It just seems like whenever whenever I see the Seahawks play, uh, like if I see them playing like the Rams, or uh, it's it's just it's like two or three other teams. I can't think of their, think of them right now, but I've seen them. They just seem like they're like a little little um, bummer bees, just so moving so fast and you know running and stuff. And then it's like we seem like we in so it's just in slow motion, girl. 
So it's like uh, they need to get some faster runners. I mean, Metcalf, I know he's running fast to make the touchdown, but they need, but in that deep that part, that defensive part, some of those guys are just slow and lazy. They'll just reach out their arm. They don't even try to try sometimes, you know, if they see that they can't outrun the person. They don't even put muster up any energy, girl. So uh, I just I just I think we we need to do some revamping, you know. And they really need to protect Russell Moore. So I think I would demand that if I was him. Well, I, I posed a question to, to the people on the timeline, so I'm going to ask you. So would you rather uh, go ahead and just have your season end, you know, in week 17, or do you want to be booted out in the first round? <laughs> I want to go as far as I can go. So, you know, if I had to get booted out in the first, let me get booted out in the first. But, you know, I don't want to stop at week 17, you know. <laughs> I know that's right. I'd rather only had it. I would have been nice to be for us to be in the division ones this week coming up, girl. But it didn't yeah. happen. But know. Uh, you know, but like I said, you know, you just want to go as far as you can. But it, but you know, he he started out so strong, and he was like gonna be you know be that uh, MVP or something. But then it then he started throwing all kind of crazy throws and stuff. And maybe because he could have been in a little pain for all we know. But, you know, he always getting tackled and beat down. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think that – I think that – do you think that he's he's the, probably the, 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 the worst quarterback for us when it comes to sacks and stuff? He, he probably the one that gets more sacks than anyone. Hmm. I don't know if he was the most sacked quarterback this season. Who was more than him? I can't even think of no one else that was. I think I would probably think somebody, whoever the quarterback for the Jets, he was he was probably the most sacked. <laughs> Offensive of line was correct. So yeah, I would yeah, but I don't I don't know. I would I would have to uh, look at that up there. But um, mm-hmm. all right, but we're gonna put a pin in it right there. So we can jump into a quick break, and then on the outside of this, we will get to the coming up. Uh, uh, James Harden, he's got his wish. He is now outside of um, he is out of Houston. And I also want to talk about uh, the Houston Texans, too, what they're doing with John Watson. So you already know a lot of show left for you. So we will be right back after the break, but we have to do roll call. Hey, Lou, what say you? Hey, Lou, say she's in the house. We, we should call uh, TJ. We should call J- Janelle and, uh, and Miss Perry, too, and I'll answer for them. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> let's try that another week. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamic duo in the house Ain't loose <laughs> LL Sports 2 with TJ We'll be right back after the break Extra, extra, we all about it Who's in it, drop another one in everybody's face And dig it, they call this one Grandmaster B's fucking beat Are you back surprised we make beats? We're 
Ladies love sports too with TJ. Oh yes, they do. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. A little Houdini. Woo! Tell you if anybody knows me, they love. They know I love me some Houdini. Kevin says we should have drafted Watson instead of Solomon Thomas that year. Ooh. 
way you better say it. Yeah, where is Solomon Thomas now, honestly? All right, shout out to everyone tuning in to the show tonight. It is the dynamic duo in the house, Ain't Lou, TJ, holding down the fort. All right, so let's go ahead and move to the Sunday games. These were just as exciting. Um, I don't know, Sunday's lineup may have been uh, just a little bit more intriguing, maybe. I don't know what the word is, but I know I enjoyed each and every one of them. So let's start out with the 1 o'clock game, Ravens over the Titans. Finally, Lamar Jackson gets that monkey off of his back. I am so happy. Matter of fact, I have to do it. Yes. Three interceptions. Also had 16 rushes for 136 yards and a touchdown. Um, he, uh, let's see, the Ravens, that was their first win after trailing by 10-plus points since 2016. That just the playoffs. Jackson is now one and two uh, career playoff record. He's 30 and seven in the regular season. The defense, shout out to the Ravens defense. Derrick Henry is a 2,000 yard rusher this season. They held him to 40 rushing yards. Get that, 40 rushing yards. I think he had like 12 carries for 24 yards, like in the first half, and it was it averaged like two yards um, per carry. But um, for the Ravens, though, they had 236 rush yards in the wild card game. That's a franchise playoff record. And that was their first postseason win since 2014. Now, um, they're trying to – I don't know if they want to give him some flack or not, but uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson, he did decide to just run off of the field after the game, did not want to shake hands with the uh, Tennessee Titans players. Um, also, after Marcus Peters got that interception, it was just like an impromptu thing. Uh, a lot of the players ran onto the logo. If, you, if anyone forgot, uh, the, the few weeks uh, prior when they played the Titans, pretty much just the Ravens logo, Coach Harbaugh went out there, and then um, the Titans coach, um, ah, throwing a blank. Mm, throwing a blank, but the Titans coach came out there. He's like, you know, what's the big deal or whatever. Harbaugh was like, you know, it's just very disrespectful. So, Karma. Be careful what you wish for, be careful what you ask for, be careful what you bring upon yourself. So like I said, after Marcus Peters got that interception, they ran off, and then uh, Lamar Jackson just ran off the field and told his teammates to just, you know, come on, let's go. And he stood in the tunnel and, you know, gave all of those guys staff uh, when they were coming in. So, hey, Lou, do you have a problem with how um, Lamar Jackson decided to not acknowledge the Tennessee Titans players after the win? Do you think it was poor sportsmanship? Yeah, I think it was. I think he could have, you know, is he is the, isn't he the captain or something on the team? Uh, he is one of the captains. Yes, Mike Grable. Thank you, Kevin. Mike Grable, coach yeah. of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, he, he should have exhibited, a, you know, displayed a better sportsmanship as a leader. You know, mm-hmm. you just can't always, you know, you just you got to set an example. That's all. Should have been the public side. Should set an example. Period. But you know how much more. All right, y'all hit us up on the timeline or hit us up on the phone line, 347-826-2379-24. Do you, do you have a problem with um, the fact that Lamar Jackson left the field without shaking hands after defeating the Titans? You know, they always say, uh, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, and you should always, you know, be the bigger person and, you know, do do um, 
you know, like I said, be be the bigger person and, and, and show leadership. I have absolutely no problem with what Lamar Jackson did, and I tip my hat for doing it. I love a good rivalry. There's nothing like a good rivalry in football. And if this is going to be the new rivalry, the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens, and who is going to, to cause them to want to dance and stomp and fall out on the logo, let's, in the words of Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Yes, I'm loving it. <laughs> that was Marvin Gaye, one. Yeah. Okay. Thought I said that. But, yeah, I have absolutely no problem with it. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it myself. Now, the only thing that I was a little skeptical of after Marcus Peters got the uh, interception and then they ran onto the logo, it was only a minute, I think like a minute 38 left, but it's still, you know, uh, if, if the Tennessee Titans would have stopped them, um, you know, for getting a first down, you know, anything is possible. So I thought that might have been a little bit pre- premature, but it all worked out for the for the good of the of the Ravens. So, but shout out to the Ravens, though. And mostly, like I said, shout out to Lamar Jackson for getting that monkey off of his back and winning his first postseason playoff game. All the people who said that, you know, he couldn't win the big ones, and he's really a good uh, regular season quarterback and. His style of quarterback play is not good for winning championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you like him now? It starts with one. I'm not saying that they will be in the Super Bowl, but you have to win the first round to get to the second round, and they have made it to the divisional round. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. All right. The Bears and the Saints. This one was a little bit closer in the beginning than I thought it was going to be, but then the Saints, you know, they did what they needed to do. Um, beating the Bears 21 to nine, uh, that was a season low nine points for the Bears. Uh, we have to see what the Bears are going to do as far as their starting quarterback. Don't know if Trubisky will be a uh, in a Bears uniform next season, and I would highly doubt that he is. But I don't know if Nick Foles is the answer. So a lot of questions for the Bears heading into the off season. But for the Saints, they continue on um, moving on. Breeze, 28 of 39, 265 yards, two touchdowns. Kamara, 23 rushes for 99 yards and a touchdown. And get this, this was Michael Thomas' first touchdown of the season. I had totally forgot all about that. He had, you know, dealing with injuries, dealing with whatever was going on in, you know, with the locker room. Because, you know, Sean Payton, he kind of benched uh, Michael Thomas. I believe it was two games. Um, so, Thomas, you know, in and out of the lineup, but this was his first touchdown of the season in the wild card weekend. So, thanks. Moving on to the divisional round, but the Sunday night game, the night, the game that I think everyone is talking about, ain't Lou? Did you see the Browns Steelers matchup? Yes, I did. Yes, what? I did. I did, and I, I wrote mean, about. It. Oh, you wrote about. Okay. Well, that is wonderful. But, I mean, was it just standing <laughs> you ground? Are, you are so sarcastic tonight. Why are you so dry? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, was, I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. I was actually saying that you might not want to talk about it a lot because you might be talking about it in your lyrics. So. No, well, it's, it's okay. I mean, because oh. I just, I, that was an upset for me because I just knew that the Steelers would win it. And, you know, it just goes to show these teams, they don't step up when they need to. Including mine. Like Phyllis should have put their foot on the the Browns' neck, you know, literally mm-hmm. speaking. 
in um, in week 17 because had they not let the Browns win that game, the Browns would not have been in the playoffs. And if subsequently the Steelers, they may still be in. You know, it wasn't a matter of the Steelers shouldn't have rested the starters because who in, who in the world would think that the starting center and the starting quarterback who've been playing together for at least, what, seven, eight, nine years would have a muff on the very first play of the game. And it was it just seemed like it went all downhill from there. But hey Lou, when the when the Browns were up twenty eight to nothing in the first quarter, did you not think that the Steelers could still make a comeback? I was I was debating it, I was down it, but you know, for them to make twenty eight, you know, in in one quarter, then it was possible for them to come back. But they were gonna have to be really hustling, they were gonna have to have some interceptions, you know, and stuff like that. They just had to you know, to just uh play out the box, you know, that's when you got to just play crazy, you know, when they trying to uh, kick a field goal, you got to try to knock it down, or you know what I mean, or you got to intercept, or you got to go go and uh, sack the quarterback, I mean, those kind of things, steal the ball, do what you got to do, you know what I mean, you got to be aggressive, so I figured that they still could do it because it was early, you know what I mean? Exactly, <sighs> But then but, when they got I mean, 35 to zero, TJ, TJ, 35 to zero, meaning that they, when they scored seven more points in that second quarter, and then uh, and then we going into halftime. Now I was a little worried. You know what I mean? I really was. Well, you know, I wasn't worried even at halftime because what I you thought were? would happen is come out, make some in you know in game adjustments, and I thought that they would be able to hold the Browns to that 35 at least going into the fourth quarter. So I was thinking, okay, if they can, just, they can put the points on the board, keep the Browns from scoring, then this will, it'll be a, a really good game coming towards, you know, the, the end of the fourth quarter. And they were doing that for the first part of the third quarter. But then that doggone Kareem Hunt got into the uh, end zone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Kareem, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb got into the end zone, and it was like the Browns were – were focused. They had tunnel vision, and they were like, "Look, we are. We will not relinquish this lead. We have. We are here to stay. The Browns are not just the Browns anymore. And I think we're making a very, very prominent statement. Um, but oh, for the yeah. past, though, Mayfield, he was 21 of 34, 263 yards with three touchdowns. Sub 18 rushes for 76 yards. Also had 69 receiving yards and a touchdown. Landry, 92 yards off of five receptions and a touchdown. But for Big Ben, 47 of 68, he had 68 passing attempts. That is entirely too much. One thing that the Steelers are going to, what they have normally been able to hang their hat on, is a power running game and a stout defense. And we all know that the Steelers have experienced a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. But they were still maintaining that defensive like prowess that, you know, the Steelers are known for. But they were just, talk about D.K. Metcalf being in witness protection, the Steelers' defense, those little one-arm tackles and just trying to launch themselves at at the Browns players, there was no tackling um, held by the Steelers. And I think that was really their, their detriment. And then, you know, when you're down so much, you can't run the ball. But then do the, do the Steelers really have a running attack? I do not think that they do. Dan Connor stays hurt entirely too much. He is out of the lineup more than he is in. I think that, you know, that the letting go of Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he's been gone for three seasons, but my goodness, could you imagine what the Steelers would look like with a Le'Veon Bell um, in, that, in that backfield? But uh, And then just, you know, when you look at it, the two players that um, 
I don't want to say caused the most uproar, but there are two prominent players. The two players that had, seem to have a problem with Big Ben, they have, have now exited, you know, the Steelers, and they are back They're back in the league and still in the playoffs. And then you have Big Ben. Um, but, you know, 47 to 68, 501 yards, and you, you, you lose the game. That's just um, Steelers, they really have some retooling to do this offseason. Go ahead, Lulu. No, but that's the same with the Seahawks. You could say the same thing about them. You know what I mean? For us, they got to they got to do some readjustments and stuff. But I just think people need to step it up. You know, and that's like in basketball too, GJ. Like we be watching some of these games, and then somebody one one of the great players will have a good night, but then he have an off night. You know, but then it's like with your off night, sometimes it affects everybody. You know what I mean? Because really, people should need to just come and step it up. This should be their motto: I'm gonna step it up every game. You know what I mean? Every game. You would think that's what it is, especially, you know, in the playoffs. With bat, with um, basketball, you have a little bit more leeway. But football, it's one and done. And, that's you know, it. you can there flat. And when the when the Browns just punch you in the mouth 28 to nothing in the first quarter, I mean, if that doesn't wake your senses up and get you in gear, nothing will. And it just looks like that's what happened with the Steelers. They, they, the Browns were, everybody said what they couldn't do. You know, they had their coach out due to covid they had, uh, you know, a couple of the players that their main defensive player was out, and mm-hmm. but the but the Browns were like, look, we have enough. We believe in this team, and we can do it. That was their first postseason win since 1994, and the most, I think, one of the most outstanding stout, outstanding stats that I can say about the Browns. They are only three seasons removed from their 0 and 16 season. Just three mm-hmm. seasons. They went 0 and 6. Fans had a had a parade for 0 and 16 season, and now look at them. Their first, you know, um, making it to the playoffs. They're the second team in NFL history with four touchdowns in the first quarter of a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Last 1969, it was the Raiders. Um, this was the most points in a playoff game since 1954, and their defense, the Cleveland Browns, forced five turnovers and scores. Um, scored the game's opening points on a fumble touchdown recovery. So, again, you tell a team or you tell somebody what they cannot do, and they will show you what, show they, you can. what they can. Come on, yes. I'm so proud of you, because I would have never voted for them. I never would have. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just hoping for a just a, a knockout, dragout game. You know, I, I uh-huh. thought it would be close. You know, I, you know, I thought it was going to be a good game. Um, especially with them had just playing each other last week. You know, we know that the Steelers weren't playing their, you know, their their starters, but um, 28 to nothing in the first quarter, I was not expecting that. So, shout out to the Browns. They are moving on to the uh, second round. And the Steelers, talk about the the the, the tale of two halves. Starting uh-huh. with the season 11-0. Uh-huh. Never in a million years thinking that they would be booted out in the first round. They went one and five in their last six games. So again, uh-huh. the retooling there uh, will be needed for um, for those Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, three four seven eight six six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Dynamic duo in the house, Aunt Lou and T J. All right. So um, real quick before I get off of uh, before I go into like some some stories here that I have. Uh, Aunt Lou, I don't know if you heard about the Houston Texans, but um, we know that they gave Deshaun Watson, you know, big payday this uh, this season. 
saying that he was going to be their future quarterback and, you know, um, how they were putting the, you know, basically giving him the keys to the car and, you know, he's going to be their man. But if the story is true, Sean Watson says that he was told that he was going to have input on the GM and the new coach that would be hired for, this, you know, the upcoming season. Well, right after uh, week 17, so the game ended on Sunday, I believe, I don't know if it was that night or that following Monday, you know, John Watson jetted to, um, to Mexico on his vacation. But while on vacation, the Houston Texans hired their GM. And it's being reported that they no consideration to Deshaun Watson. He had, you know, and when when a team tells you that you're going to have input, that's kind of, you know, do you have to read between the lines? Is there some, you know, like really that's what fine. does that mean that you're going to have input? Are they just going to discuss it with you? Will you really have a say in who they're going to look at? You know, or is it just that they're going to call you before they have they hire. Right, you know, but whatever it was, not a happy camper. And there are rumors circulating on, you know, if they would be willing to trade him. Does Deshaun want to? Does Deshaun Watson want to be traded? Does he now want out of Houston? You know, just because of all the turmoil, says that the, you know, that organization is not that they need leadership. Basically, um, cause he was saying, that, you know, that the new coach and whoever they put in um, for the front office that they need a culture, a new culture of winning and people like um, practicing, going all out. And, you know, he was just, I, I think he thought that there was hope. Uh-huh. Side, you know, going to be moving in an upward trajectory. And this really brought him the wrong way. So I wanted to pose the question to you that, you know, according to Deshaun, him saying that he was going to be a part of the hiring process, um, do you believe that's what the Houston Texans meant? And if that's how Deshaun Watson read it, do you think he has like a leg to stand on to say, hey, I might not want to be a part of this franchise anymore. I want out. Do you think he has a leg to stand on with that? Well, I think so because they just hired him. You know what I mean? They just hired him. And if they told him that, because like I said, I don't know, I wasn't in the room with him and with him negotiating and stuff. But for him to be vocalizing it, publicizing it, it's obvious mm-hmm. that he told him something, you know. Okay. And it's possible that he could have got gotten it wrong, but I don't think you can be that far off, you know what I mean? Okay. So uh, that would leave a sour taste, taste in my mouth if I was him, you know what I mean? It would be like, you know. Because, because to me, all we have is our word, and so if you make a promise, don't make no promises uh, if you can't, uh, you know, keep them. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Well, I I'm in total agreement. Like I said, I am just shout out to Melvin. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. I'm I would just be curious at what was discussed. Because, like I said, you know, a lot of times people can tell you, they'll tell you something, but there's an underlying meaning. Or, you know, that it, it, it's kind of like, you know, when you, when they say you can sign up for Prime for free and you have to read small print. You know, nothing right. else works. So you got to read small print. So I, I would just be curious as to what did the Texans really mean when they implied to him that he was going to have input. Like you said, you are only as good as your word. Told him that he was going to have that input, and then they just, the 
sign of hiring the GM. He's not even notified. And then you want to try to call and talk to him after it's been announced. He basically found out when everybody else found out through social media. Uh-huh. That would put bad taste in my mouth. I don't care if you just paid me, you know, buku, you know, amounts of money. And, you know, sometimes people can take your appreciation as weakness. It's like, mm-hmm. don't get twisted that he was sitting at the podium crying his eyes out because he was so happy that, you know, you as an organization put that faith in him to give him that money. You know, he's worked hard. It's not like he's, he hasn't put in the work. So if uh-huh. you think, you know, because he was all happy and emotional and, and sentimental that you think you can just tell him anything and then treat him another kind of way, I don't think Deshaun Watson is the one that you want to play with like that. Come on. And especially after having the off season that he just had, you got rid of his number one receiver who and also was his best friend. Um, then you have a coach that comes in and, and gets this running back who never stays healthy. You know, that trade was horrific. Um, and then, you know, you don't put an offensive line around him. It's like, hold up, Kim Osabi. Uh, I'm not going to be one of those statistics that you, you waste all of my useful years and then I'm 30-some years old and trying to find another team and I'm washed up. So, yeah, I, I don't think that, that Sean Watson is, is made up like that. So, um, you know, if he can get out, I really hope that he can. I would really hate to see Deshaun Watson with Houston more than a year or two because I really don't think that that organization is going to um, put themselves on the map. Now, I say that, um, but they did just recently uh, ask for an interview. They they asked for the right to interview Eric Mahenemy, which is the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. But in the back mind, I'm thinking, okay, you had a whole week to mm-hmm. at least have one interview with him. There have been five other teams that have had their first interview with Eric. And now, since that window has closed, you can now, what, another three weeks? So you're going to put your coaching uh, hire or, or potential interviews on hold? I don't think so. So, again, it just leads me to believe that the, the Houston Texans don't really have the interest of moving forward and building up a solid roster to uh, put around John Watson. And for that, I think it's time for him. He should want to go. Three, four, seven, eight. Because oh, you don't want to go start there, and you're already starting with it like a bad tape. But, you know, you gotta you got to be, be watchful and be aware of these red flags. You don't want to get in there, and then you have to stay a whole season or something, and it just gets worse. It doesn't get better. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like I said, I just, I hope that the Texans don't think that just because you made him, you know, the the new $100 man that you own him. Because he has the right to go just like you would have the right to cut him if he was not, you know, uh, playing up to expectations. So that's why I I just hope that it's not a matter of them taking his, um, his emotion, you know, emotional gratitude uh, for granted. Yeah, I, I'm totally, I totally agree with you with that. Yeah, we need to move on. <laughs> hey, exactly. We shall see. All right. Well, I tell you what, with that, we are going to go ahead and jump into a quick break. And then on the outside of this, the clock on the wall says it will be time, it will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. 
add. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. TJ, why is your mother not having a watch party for you? I'm trying to get a watch party started here. Well, you said it. We're going to go to break. <laughs> Love you. From the L. Just 
That was cute. That was cute. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL. Well, we did have a caller, but it looks like they disconnected, so hopefully they'll chime back in with us. Oh, yes. Here we go. Let's go to the phone lines here and see who wants to chime in. Hold on. All right, here we go. Five one three two three seven. You are on with the ladies of sports. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello. What's up? What? Yeah, number one. I did. Oh, I did. You already did. You on? You on with the ladies? Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hey, this Tim. I'm calling from Latonia, Georgia. <laughs> Hello, <on>? Tim. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight? I'm Tim. I'm Tim. I'm calling for Lars Georgia. Okay. Hello? Is there is there an Can echo, Tim? What's what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, wait a minute. Let me take you out speak for Okay. We can hear Hello. you. You still there? Hello? Yeah, we're here. What's on your mind? What's up, baby? Hey, what's nothing. I was just checking in on your show and everything. I want to talk about who Dean. <laughs> that, that's the bomb. I, I <laughs> yeah, that was you. You jam, and I was like, "Man, wait a minute! I thought this was a sports show. I felt like I was at the club for a minute." <laughs> we have to get some entertainment, you know, during during uh, some segments. You know, everybody can't just be listening to us talk all two minutes. I mean, two I know hours. That. I know that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I like she jamming. I was almost I was like, man, she got a pole back there in the back or something. <laughs> now, who who would think that TJ would be on the pole? Tim, it, it, we gonna let you go. It just music. It just took me somewhere. You know, I'm old. You know what I'm saying. I enjoyed the show. Hey, let me get off here. I don't want to get you kicked off the head. <laughs> okay, well, I ain't going to let you get me kicked off, so you enjoy it, okay? DJ <laughs> on a pole. Lord, have mercy. That would be eight I little nights. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know. What to is, there, is there a pole that I could be on? Uh, what? Um, oh, my goodness. Pole. I can I can sweep a broom. That's about the only pole I can get close to. Stop it now. I've heard. CJ, my beautician. CJ, my beautician has a pole at her house in her garage, and so um, on my birthday, I went to get my hair done out there because you know with COVID going on, and so I actually got a chance to be to to experience being on a pole, but it was just you know. It was, it was, it was, the girl, it, it's, it's not an easy task to jump on that thing and, and try to do whatever, do whatever they do. It's difficult. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I had to laugh about that. I said, of all things, he said a pole. <laughs> well, we got to go, we put this pole back to, uh, to the gridiron. Okay, how about that? All right, so, so uh, getting, I wanted to talk about, uh, just real quick, the uh, fact of uh, Bill Belichick. So if you haven't heard, um, Bill Belichick was supposed to be awarded the Medal of Freedom on tomorrow, um, being, being presented by uh, 45 Asian Orange, but he has declined. And he said in a statement, I quote, 
recently I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which I was flattered by out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients. Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred, and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award, end quote. Shout out to Lig. I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in. So that was the statement that Bill Belichick made as to why he would not be um, attending the ceremony tomorrow in receipt of the Medal of Freedom Award. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, the Presidential Medal of Freedom is an award bestowed by the President of the United States to recognize people who have made an especially meritorious contribution to the security or national interest of the United States world peace, cultural, or other significant public or private endeavors. Um, in all honesty, because, uh, you know, just me and you have to do my homework here, I was wondering, I was like, Medal of Freedom, I mean, really, is that? Uh, but it, I don't have a Medal of Freedom, and, you know, they, I don't think I'll be getting one anytime soon. So it ha- it's a very uh, prestigious honor, don't get me wrong. But uh, I just wanted to go back and look. Obama gave out 118 um, Medal of Freedom honors. Uh, some of his recipients, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 2016, Michael Jordan, 2016, Cicely Tyson, Tom Hanks, um, they were all in 2016, Oprah Winfrey in 2013, C.T. Vivian in 2013, um, Bill Russell, John Lewis uh, in 2011, Bill Clinton in 2013, and then Joe Biden in 2017. So, you know, and just like I said, 118 in total was what Obama gave out. Um, but you know, I just um, – I don't know how I feel about the speech or the statement that Bill Belichick gave. Um, so, A. Lou, I just wanted to pose the question to you. Um, I, of course, I think that he made the right decision in not uh, going and accepting the award on Thursday, but um, how do you feel about his statement as to why he's not accepting the award? Do you think it was pretty uh, – do you think it was lenient? Uh, well, it wasn't direct enough. You know, basically you should have been saying the man is trying to incite, uh, he's causing an insurrection. We should have just got to the point. You know what I mean? We can be um, very direct when we want to be about things, mm-hmm. but then sometimes we kind of cover up or, we, you know, we, we try to sugarcoat things. You know, we got to call a spade a spade. Yeah. The Bible tells us uh, open rebuke is better than secret love. It also talks about, you know, that, you know, we need to speak the truth and love and all that. Um I just think that uh, he could have been a little bit more detailed, but everybody knew what he, why he refused it. But my question to you is: that's the only Donald Trump, he's the only one that Donald Trump was going to give him an award to. Was he the only one, or were there other yeah. recipients? You know, I hadn't heard of any other recipients that he was going to give to. So, or maybe Bill Belichick was just the most prominent. I, I'm not sure about that, Amy. I honestly don't. They didn't mention any other names, so. Okay. Yeah, because I said, is that all that man giving? What, what are you going to get other awards to himself or something? Well, I don't even know the shit I put something. I just, um, I just think that he was vague. Yes, I do, but uh, I can understand why he didn't do it, you know. Right. Uh, you know, right. but 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 getting back to the to your your president, Donald Trump, people just don't, um, 
they don't uh, speak out, you know, the truth about him. They make excuses for him, and they, you know, let the man stay in denial when he think that, you know, I've lost the election, but then uh, well, well, we got to give him time to process it. <laughs> you should have been processing it the day when, when they told you that you had lost, you know, with, with all the votes and stuff without you having to go back and recount and go and sue, sue people and stuff, for, you know, just to lose. I mean, I just think that, you know, people, if you love somebody, you just got, you're going to tell them the truth. You're going to tell them the truth whether it hurts them or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's something, you know, you, know. Though, you don't have to love them, though. If it's your job, you know, I, the job of these Republicans, of his cabinet, of his staff, to tell the man the truth. If you are coddling a grown man in his, in his what, mid to late 70s, there is something wrong with that picture. And he just happens to be the president of the United States. I'm not going to get off on a tangent here, but, um, yeah, the way that they have coddled this man for four years is absolutely ridiculous. And mm-hmm. it's time for him to go. So, but, yeah, but, but think about it, though, Lou. Remember during the uh, convention, the Republican convention, he did give out the Medal of Freedom Awards there. Okay. Yeah, like it was a show. He, he tried to put on like a little show. And he gave out, I think it was like three or four of them that night. So, um, but as far as tomorrow, I, I'm not sure how many would, were going to be given out. Okay. It could have been just still. Yeah. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Lig asked the question, he says, T, you think we need a new quarterback? I am on the fence about this. Yes, I do. One, because um, Garoppolo, he doesn't stay healthy. You know, we always say the best abil- uh, the best ability is availability, and so we are we are too anemic on the offensive side of the ball when Garoppolo is not playing. So if he's not going to be consistently on the field, then we definitely need a, a solid backup. Um, but is Garoppolo the man? Like, if he is is he the franchise quarterback that we need to take us to the future? No, I don't believe that he is that either. He doesn't lose games for us, but as we see in the Super Bowl last year, he can't win a game for us either. Don't don't get me wrong. He won, (laughs) did well in that season. Don't get me wrong. The Saints game was phenomenal. All of our divisional games, um, you know, that he did come back. So he is a producer. I'm not going to say that. I can't take that from him. But he's not a Breeze. He's not a Brady. He's not a Manning. He's not, uh, you know, those are elite. I'm a Holmes now. Um, you know, where when uh, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, when it's two minutes left in the game, you know, and you need a play, is he going to be that one that gets it for you? You know, he's 50-50. I need a 90-10. 99, rather be, you know, I'd rather have, but, you know, nobody's perfect. But, um, but yeah, I, I do think it's time to move on from Garoppolo. Especially if you're watching this out there and we can go get him, okay? <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, Garoppolo, he just, um, I, I'm not sold on him. But, you know, we do win with him. But we'll see. We shall see. All right, so getting back to some NFL news and notes here. Uh, so for the Cowboys, they have picked up uh, former coach, Doug, uh, I'm sorry, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is now going to be the new defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. We know that Dan Quinn was with the Seahawks. He was over the Legion of Boom you know, when the Seahawks were going to and winning Super Bowls. So maybe this will be what um, can help get the Cowboys back into some form of re- uh, relevancy. But um, it's a three-year deal, so that matches the same length of the offense coordinator um, more. Uh, he was given a three-year deal as well. 
Um, for the Bills, they have signed free agent running back Monte Freeman to the practice squad. Why did they do that? Because they're running back um, Zach Moss. He is now going to be out for the remainder of the postseason with an ankle injury. Um, a. Lou, for your Seahawks, Jamal Adams, uh, safety Jamal Adams, he has had to have multiple surgeries. So um, since they have been exited from the playoffs, he will now undergo a procedure um, on a torn labrum and some broken fingers. So he's going to get in and um, get healed up there. And for the Seahawks, they also parted ways with their offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. Um, for the Bears, they got rid of their defensive coordinator, Chuck Pagano. Um, well, I'm sorry, he's retiring, and uh, so we don't know if that was a mutual decision or not, but uh, Chuck Pagano is retiring. Um, for the Colts, their tackle, Anthony Costanzo, he announced his retirement from the NFL after 10 seasons, all 10 seasons with the Colts. Um, and let's see. What else did I want to? Oh, shout out to, uh, congratulations, a couple of Hall of Fame finalists um, that were named last week, Peyton Manning, um, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, and Jared Allen. They are some of the names that were named um, the 15 Hall of Fame finalists. And as I mentioned earlier, we were talking about it, the Texans, they did hire Nick Casario as their GM. He was the Patriots Director of Player Personnel since, excuse me, 2008. All right. And uh, let's see. Oh, just some fun news I thought here. Uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be a guest celebrity on an upcoming episode of Jeopardy. All right, so that's your NFL news and notes. All right, A. Lou, so let's go ahead. Let's talk about the divisional weekend matchup. Who are you looking forward to? Uh, which, which game? Um, it, or is there a game that you're looking forward to the most? Um, we have starting out on uh, Saturday, it's going to be – um, the Rams at the Packers, they kick it off at 435. And then um, we have the Ravens at the Bills. They're the Saturday night nightcap. And then Sunday is the Browns at the Chiefs. And then rounding out wild, I'm sorry, divisional round, it's the Bucks at the Saints. So which game are you looking forward to the most? So probably my Saints, and let's see what the Rams and the Packers do. That's going to be good. I'll be honest with you, I hope the Rams win. <clears throat> okay, okay. So how much of a shot do you give them over the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau? Uh, give me a pick, yeah. But, I mean, like, do you think that they have a realistic chance to, to pull out the win? We know how, how Aaron Rodgers has been playing as of late. That matchup, um, I mean, that, say that chemistry between Rodgers and um, his, his wide receiver, um, uh, was it Devontae Adams? Uh, you know, and then they got that running back. You know, he's been he's been a beast over the past few few games. So, you know, on a scale of you know one to a hundred percent, what what percentage would you give the the Rams at being able to win this game? Um, uh, uh, forty, twenty. Oh, really? Not even a bit. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm, huh? Yeah. Even with Aaron Donald and Fowler and. Um, with Marcellus, all them on that defensive side of the ball? They, they was there before when they played the Packers, weren't they? What's the playoff? Huh? It's the playoff. So you I know. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. I think Green Bay will pull it. It would be nice if they pull it off. Though. I would like to see them beat uh, Green Bay because Green Bay beat us before. So you know what I'm saying? But always for them, you know, to the rim because they – 
you know, get a little bit closer. Because I was hoping that it was going to be that the finals would be like KC and the, and the Rams. Did you hear that? Yeah, KC and the Rams. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping for. You know, that's a million-dollar question. But like Aunt Lou and I were talking about earlier, some teams just have your number. Um, Aunt Lou, I don't know if you're on, if you're on Facebook, but Lick says, why can't we beat the Seahawks but we can beat the Rams and the Rams can beat the Seahawks? Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. that's the way the cookie crumbles. It's that's crazy. the way the cookie crumbles. Um, well, real quick, I want to give this stat for cornerback for the Rams, cornerback Jalen Ramsey. He has allowed only one touchdown since week four. And he has not allowed a touchdown since week four. So I have a feeling we know who will be on Devontae Adams, one Jalen Ramsey. But will he be able to contain him is the question. So I think I'm looking forward to that Bucks-Saints game. That's a divisional matchup. The Saints put it on the Bucks both, both games this season. But it is hard to beat a team three times in one season. So, and you know the Saints, they have a tendency to come out a little slow. But mm-hmm. uh, that's the that's the matchup that I'm really looking forward to. Also, um, I am looking forward to the Browns and Chiefs. So I think that the Browns and Chiefs is going to be a closer game than people anticipate because mm-hmm. that two-headed monster in the backfield for the Browns, uh, Chubb and um, uh, oh, what's the name? I'm throwing a blank tonight. Uh, Nick Chubb and um, he played for the Chiefs. It's drawn a blank. But that 200 months that they have coming out of the backfield for the Browns, I think it's going to give the Chiefs uh, a little bit of uh, of problems. So, Hunt, Kareem Hunt, that's it. So, but I am looking forward to that that matchup as well. All the games, so I am looking forward to it. So, all right. So, I tell you what, um, real quick. Just the two of us, St. Lou. Real quick, I want to get your thoughts on the James Harden trade to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, do you think this now makes the new? Uh, I'm sorry. Do you think that this now makes the Brooklyn Nets the lead? Um, you know, the the, the lead team um, making it to the finals. Yeah. Uh, because isn't uh, Durant there too? Yes, Durant, uh-huh, yes. So he's back with, with Kevin Durant. Okay, next And Kyrie Durant. Irving is plum fool. Kyrie Irving is there too? Yes, he's there when he wants to be. He plays when he gets ready. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I think they, that's a serious matchup right there. And if they all, all of them stay healthy and, and they play as a team. Because you know Durant going to want to be number one. And then uh, Irv, what's his name, uh, he, he wants to be number one, too, bearded. So that's going to be interesting how they gonna, how, if they're going to be able to submit to each other. See, see, when he played with the Warriors, the Warriors let him have his way, even though and, and they, they were stars, too, but they just pulled back and let him, you know, do his thing. Right. But I don't know if, if, um, if, uh, what's, if what's his name going to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, when, you're right. When when James Harden was with the OKC Thunder, he was Harden, you know six ten. Yeah. He was coming off the bench, but now you know he's he's what been leading the leagues in, in scoring for the past what three seasons now. So mm-hmm. I think find a cohesive a cohesive match because they do play two totally different roles. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think Durant will be okay with Harden, um, you know, having control of the ball, bringing the ball up the court, and then just finding Durant. 
Um, you know, I think that'll take a lot of pressure off Durant as well. Uh, but what about Kyrie? Well, that one's saying Kyrie, he just has to decide if he really wants to play basketball. I mean, he's okay. been out of the lineup more than he has been in, and it hasn't been due to injury. His, he needs to get his mental uh, ability. Psyche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're right, though. With Kyrie and James Harden, that might be a recipe for disaster. Yeah. End up like Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and maybe that's why he's acting out. I don't know. But, um, only yeah, only time will tell with Kyrie, but. We'll see. Dale says, I don't see Nets have defense to win a championship. Okay. Well. You don't see. Um, Who said that? Who said that, TJ? Dale. Dale said he doesn't see that the Nets have defense. Uh, I haven't really, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really watched a lot of basketball with uh, the playoffs being in full swing football. So, but um, I'm trying to think, when was the last time a, a team did win a Winning a championship without playing a lot of defense. Hmm. Can't say that that's been recently. So you might have uh-huh. a point there. But I don't know. We shall see. Liz says, I hate this new NBA. Everybody wants to team up. This league is trash now. Yeah. Well, it's going to be I interesting. Know. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be interesting. You know, my, 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 my Clippers are still together now. You know that, right? That's true. That's true. They sure are. They mm-hmm. surely are. All right. All right, A. Lou, go ahead. We will get to it. Go ahead and jump. Everybody would be on the call tonight, but they're not. But that's okay. Shout out to TJ. I won the pick. Yay. I'm not even going to give myself an applause. I'm not going to dwell on that because that was two weeks ago. But shout out to me. Okay. <laughs> and the Steelers. Man, if the Steelers would have won, I would have been. I would have my first perfect pick week. Thanks a lot, Steelers. Man. Okay. But I won this week 5-1, uh, and one, and the rest of the ladies went 4-2. and two. So, Aunt Lou, let's go ahead and kick it off. We have the Saturday game, Rams at the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. They're at home. So, but I will they, not be. They have said us we're going to be shocked, huh, if it be another any given Sunday or Saturday. It's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> But I'm, I'm not going to call it an upset, though, because the Rams' defense, they are the truth. They're the number one defense in the league for a reason. Um, it's right. just a matter of going to Lambeau. Uh, Aaron Donald, I know he has that rib, like uh, it's not an injury, but, you know, he kind of bangs it up. So hopefully he'll be at least 90%, but his his 82% is better than a lot of people 100%. Um, and then I just don't know the quarterback situation. So okay. But I'm going with, with the Packers. Me too. Yeah. Packers. Now, I think this is going to be a really good game. This is kind of a toss-up for me. Ravens at the Bills. Yeah, that's going to be a good Buffalo. Buffalo. What, what is Buffalo's score? What, what are they? I don't even look at their score. Right? 
to do. Got a lot of chatter. I don't know. I, I, I say I say I wonder what Buffalo's score is, but I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I think that they might have something to prove. Chip on their shoulder, some sort. Right, right. Hmm. Uh, because I want the Ravens to win. I just don't know if they will. The Bills are thirteen and three. The Ravens are eleven and five. That was a regular season record, though, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who's the Bills quarterback now? Josh Allen, MVP okay. uh, contender. He did the doggone thing this year. But, yeah, I don't know if the Bills will have anything for for, uh, for um, Lamar Jackson. Okay, yeah, so, I think I'm, Lamar. I'm going with the Ravens, yeah. All right, and then we have the Sunday game, Browns at the Chiefs. Browns and the Chiefs and the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs, even though the Browns are doing good. I think yeah. Mahomes can pull it off, though. Oh, definitely. I think this game is going to be a little closer than people may think. Chiefs haven't been blowing people out as of late. So I think uh-huh. if the Browns, like I said, if they can get that running game going and, uh-huh. um, you know, keep the Chiefs on the heels, it's probably going to be another one of those Mahomes magic in the fourth quarter and then they come up winning. But I, I just want a good game. All right. Excuse me. You're and then we have. You going with the okay. Chiefs? You yeah, going with the Chiefs? Okay. Yeah. And then we have the Sunday night matchup, divisional matchup. Can the Saints do it three times in a row in one season? But at the Saints. And that's a uh, that's my boy uh, Tom Brady, right? Brady versus uh, uh Breeze. I think Breeze has it. Huh? The double B's. Yeah. I think that uh, Drew, Drew Brees has uh, something to prove because you know he just got back, but I, I think they could pull it off because his defense, their defense is pretty bad though, isn't it? The Saints. Bad isn't good. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, yeah. Are they any good? Yes, they are. They are. Okay. I'm gonna go yeah. with the Saints. Yeah, but so the Bucks. You know, Bucks huh? have a good defense. I said Bucks have a good defense too, though. They're um, they're one of their main linebackers is coming back, Devin White. He's coming off of COVID. Ooh, so that might be uh, – I might need to switch my pick then, huh? Bucks in the Saints. Bucks, Bucks in the Saints. I think they got something to prove, the Saints. Okay. All right. Well, that's a – we are uh, – we we got the same pick then. All right. Okay. Have to see what the ladies do. All right, Aunt Lou. Well, with that, it is a wrap. We made it. Yeah, even me, 20-something minutes late coming up in here, though. But <clears throat> I apologize for that again. Please forgive me, hostess, with the most. That is so right. You are never late, always right on time. Yeah, I should have texted you. I was going to do it, but when I looked up, it was like 15. I was like, oh, my goodness, I should have been on the show. And they went another. I said, well, we're about to wrap up this meeting here. <laughs> so we started at 430, and it should have been done by 5. Shout-outs, I want to um, shout-out to Janelle and Terry. I miss you girls today, y'all. Yeah, I really, if I could come where you was, I would just come and just grab you by the hair and uh, knowing that y'all need to be here when I'm not here. 
but I, I, I won't get violent. I'm just going to stay, you know, be passive today. Tell your girls that I miss you and I love you. Are we, uh, TJ and I, we can we can do anything we want to do. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But you know, it's good to have y'all because you guys are uh, just an addition to 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 us, and you uh, bring even more flavor. And so uh, I miss you, girls. I love you. I hope everything's okay with you. And uh, uh, just go to my lyrics and realize that I, I just decided to be drama tonight. I wanted to be an actress. And I <clears throat> and I want to give a shout out to uh, the December 17th. Is, I mean, I'm sorry, January the 17th is coming up. And that is my oldest living sister, who is TJ's mother. Her name is Denise J. Green. I want to say happy birthday, Denise. She's going to be the big 66, and Lord knows she looks like she's about 46. Um, big 66, uh, you turn it around, she can't be nothing but 66 this year. Um, <laughs> I just want to tell you, big sister, I love you. I'm probably going to do a tribute or something on on Facebook for you. But I just want to tell you, uh, I just love you so much, and um, thank you for birthing that little girl, TJ, that turned out to be a little beautiful woman. Um, and I, I just I thank God for you, uh, sister. Um, you know, um, you just keep doing what you're doing. You're supporting her. You're doing your thing. You little entrepreneur, mama, baby's uh, granddaughter, boy, rotten, uh, D- uh, D'Angelo Jackson's mother. Yes, Denise. I just want to say, I say, a happy birthday, girl. Enjoy. You deserve the best of everything. And if you can't have a party now, well, maybe by the end of the year you'll be able to throw a party. And that's it. <laughs> Yes, my mommy. All right, Aunt Lou. Until next time, we'll, we will be off next week due to, due to the inauguration. Okay. So. Oh, we will uh, be. Okay. Well, wait, let yes. me give you a shout out. So we didn't come back to the 27th? Yeah, if that's the date. Yeah, 27th. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, well, I got two more shout-outs to you. Uh, Barry has a son named Western. It's Western, a little cute little baby, Barry and Annabella. His birthday will be on the 21st. He will be seven years old. So happy birthday, Western. I love you. And then we have Corey, my nephew, your cousin. He will be 52 on January the 24th. So I want to give him a shout-out as well. Happy birthday, cousin. You said cousin Corey. I said nephew Corey. D'Angelo, my oldest brother's uh, baby boy. So that's, that, those are all my shout-outs now. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar, girl. i got everything written down now. All right, now. All right. <laughs> Will you be right. easy and uh, stay blessed, and I love you, and uh, awesome job, as always. All right. Love you, too, baby girl. Goodbye. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. It was the dynamic duo in the house tonight. You know what? Thank you for talking today. You are so right. League, Jordan would have never wanted to play with Bird, Magic, Isaiah, or anyone. All right, y'all, so let's see. Shout out to Alabama, Chris Tide once again. Nick Saban, he has now beat out Bear Bryant. He now has seven championships, so let's give him some applause. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> it's not Clemson. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all, so Wednesday Wikipedia for tonight. What happened in the world of sports? I'm so glad you asked. 1962, Wilt Chamberlain of the Philadelphia Warriors. He scored uh, 73 points against the Chicago Packers. How old is that? Chicago Packers. All right. 1998, the NFL completed a $9.2 billion deal to keep Monday Night Football on ABC and the entire Sunday Night Cable package for ESPN. 1999, speak on it, speak on it, Liz. 
Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls announced his retirement from the NBA. And then in 2005, the NFL fined Randy Moss of the Minnesota Vikings $10,000 for pretending to pull down his pants and moon the Green Bay Packer crowd during a playoff win the previous weekend. All right? So that's it, your Wednesday Wikipedia for this evening, and that is going to do it for the show tonight. Of course, we have to give a shout-out to everybody who listened in on Facebook. Thank you so very much, as I always say. Whether you listen 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 2 hours, 1 hour, we love you, we appreciate you, and we thank you for your support. All right, shout-out to uh, feature tonight, LL Cool J. He turns 53 um, on tomorrow. His birthday is tomorrow. And birthdays today, Patrick Dempsey turns 55, Orlando Bloom, 44, uh, Andrew Yang, he ran for uh, president, didn't win, 46. And Shonda Rhimes, the Shonda Rhimes, turns 51 today. All right. Uh, shout out to Marlon, main fan, Silicon Valley. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold. Shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with, L, um, I'm sorry, with Lucinda's lyrics, but also for holding it down with your girl TJ, the dynamic duo tonight on LL Sports 2. I love you, Aunt Lou, and I thank you for all that you do. Shout out to Terry and Janelle. Hope everything is well with the ladies. I know Terry's a little bit under the weather, so hope she gets to filling back uh, to 100%. And I love you, and we missed you, ladies, tonight. All right. Shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you, fellas. Thank you for all of your support. To the two um, men in my life, I love you guys. And last, but by no means least, to the birthday girl, January 17th, it's such a such a glorious day. Who is it? Muhammad Ali, Steve Harvey, uh, Dwayne Wade. Mm, I know I'm forgetting a lot of people, but the one that she resonates with the most because she is first class and she is a first lady of any and all things that she uh, accomplishes, sets her mind to, and goes out and conquers. My first lady, Denise T. Green celebrating a birthday on this Sunday, yes, turning 66. Um, you know, there's just there's not too much more I can say about this woman um, other than she is uh, the foundation that I um, have had the just the privilege um, and just so grateful uh, to have her as my role model. Um, like I said, she is the foundation that I have been able to um, you know, base my life on a wonderful role model, um, just an example of, um, you know, what a mother should be, what a mother is, um, what unconditional love looks like, um, sound, just, um, like I said, I, I've said, I, there's nothing that I can say that I haven't said before, um, but I will say it again, because when you are talking the truth, you can say it over and over and over again. And so I love you. I thank God for you. Um, you are a blessing to anyone um, who knows you. Uh, you know you know how to get under somebody's skin, but as soon as you get under the skin, you are, you know, uh, healing it back, loving it to health. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, you are truly, truly my inspiration. Um you know, to look at you, you never know. But that's just the strength and the um, the courage and the favor that's over your life. And I love you, Mommy. 
from the bottom of my heart. All right, y'all, that wasn't my motivational moment, but it feels like it, okay? But uh, to leave you tonight, I do want to leave you with this one thing. Um, You know, with everything that's going on, we do have an inauguration on um, next Wednesday. I pray that everything goes well for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. The state of the world right now is in a uproar. Um, It is in turmoil. And so I just pray that we are able to get get a rein back on, um, you know, just the morality and the conscience of this country. But I want to bring to light one thing. I don't know if people, you know, I I hate to always be, you know, negative Nancy or whatever, but, you know, sometimes people, you you just need to know what's going on. And if you think about it, all of those people that mob, the mob that um, overtook the Capitol, and there were police officers, ex-police officers, um, former police officers, people who had been in the military, uh, current police officers that mobbed the Capitol on last week. And if you don't understand why we need police reform, that should have been your wake-up call. The same people that raided the Capitol on last week are the same people that we have policing our neighborhoods, the ones that are stopping our black men for no, repair, for no reason, and then a lot of times when they come up dead or injured for those stops. So this is, this, this is realistic. This is reality that we need to stop turning a blind eye to America white America. There's some there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good cops on these forces, but if it didn't if you didn't learn anything else from that in, incident on Wednesday, January the 6th, know that this is the main reason why we need police reform. We have some bad seeds, bad apples, bad whatever you want to call them on our police force, and they were on full display last Wednesday. I'm TJ and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, y'all be good to yourselves, be good to others, but most of all, y'all be blessed. And take some time to enjoy, but to be a vision of hope, peace, and just a new just a new insight for what we need for 2021. MLK Day is January 18th. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.